0: church, family, theology, news, entertainment, evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, everyone hey this is the mike charleston podcast and this is your host mike charleston and today we are joined by my wife sarah charleston how you doing babe
1: i'm doing pretty good
0: everybody likes it when you're on bring that women folk in huh
1: mm, i guess so
0: yeah Well, everyone likes you so i like you too uh oh, so good. anyway before we get started with our program today we're going to be talking about church consumerism today, uh, kind of something along that line. I don't even know what the title would be, but consuming church in a a worldly way, kind of. But we're going to kind of just delve into a couple of topics here before we just kind of let people know what's been going on in our lives the last couple of weeks. Uh, So the biggest thing that happened to us was our AC problems. Air conditioning. Hmm. If there is one thing that is the bane of our marriage, not even our <laughs> marriage really, it hasn't been like we don't fight over it, but it doesn't matter where we live, we have air conditioned problems. In our vehicles, in our houses, yeah. it is it is amazing.
1: Just about every single one.
0: Pretty much.
1: All our cars, the van, your van, past vehicles, past houses.
0: All of them, except for our very first house that we got right. was a brand new house. Uh, and it had no problems that we I, rec- I right. know of. But, it, uh,
1: it might have something to do with living in South Louisiana.
0: It might. But this issue was a little bit different because our poor son, Jeremiah, who he is one of those fix it up guys. He can fix just about anything. He's kind of enger- engineer minded, I guess you would call it. Where yeah. he can see a problem and he can fix it, and he understands how things work. I know how to take things apart. He can put them back together. So anyway, we, I was messing with him all. Well, so it happened Saturday night. Now, the, to, to paint the picture a little bit, we have guests over Saturday night. We're up about nine thirty. We realize the air conditioning is not working. Working, and we have church at our house tomorrow. Right. That's kind of
1: a problem because we have a bunch of people coming and yes, no way to keep them cool.
0: So, and it's the hottest day of the year in Louisiana. Heat, it is hot. Heat
1: advisory on yes. the weather.
0: So, what are we going to do? We we looked at it. Jeremiah got his voltmeters out and looked at it and is convinced it's the compressor. The compressor. I'm like, there's there's no way it can't be. We just got that fixed, the whole unit about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. He's like, no, no, no. It's because of the thermostat. A long time ago, whatever it did something, and now it's, it's ruined. And it's the compressor. I'm like, you're sure? He's like, I said, you sure it's not the, the capacitor? And he's like, no, it can't be the capacitor because the fan's blowing. And so anyway, we have church because it's Sunday. We can't really call anybody, even though we found out we could have. <laughs> I guess. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, so we waited till Monday morning and we, so in the process, we bought a window unit, a pretty nice one, I guess, to cool our living room.
1: Yep. It actually worked quite well.
0: It was fine. So we'll keep it and use it because it gets a little warm in there with 40 some people and 50 people in there. Yeah. So we'll use it again. So it's not a total waste, but uh, we get the guy to come out. It, it's under warranty, right? Right. It's under, okay. it's going to be under warranty, but labor isn't. So the guy's like, it's going to cost 70 bucks to come out to, to look at it. And sure enough, he comes out five minutes later, he's got the ca- capacitor in his hand and says, it's the capacitor. I just look at Jeremiah and <laughs> he's shaking his head. And so we put the new capacitor in and boom, it's working again. And I, and he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I could have fixed that. I said, I know you could have, well, well, Whatever. to be
1: fair, I was out there with him at midnight on Saturday night, and he was thinking it was an outside chance that it could be the capacitor. And he went upstairs on the computer, and he was looking at a good capacitor versus a bad one and uh, decided he didn't have a capacitor tester, so.
0: Didn't want to take the chance. Right. Even, we didn't have a capacitor uh, right. handy. Right. So, uh, but they're not that expensive. He, we got an expensive one this time and 139 dollars or whatever but it was better than what we were being quoted to fix the compressor was over a thousand dollars to get this done and and that's just the labor i'm like that's ridiculous that is it was under warranty the whole unit itself was like 1900 dollars, and it broke like two years later but anyway it really didn't break it was just a capacitor and the good news is we have air conditioning now
1: Very good news.
0: That's very good news. Of course, this afternoon I walked in the house and I didn't really notice a difference. So I was like, maybe we can turn off the AC and uh, no one really liked that idea.
1: Mm, Not so much. Our rooms were a little toasty.
0: Well, yes, but we don't really hang it on our rooms. So when when the sun goes down, it actually kind of cools down a little bit.
1: It does.
0: But we like our air conditioning. We don't keep our house very cool because we can't it's ridiculous, our house is so we live in a barn and it wasn't very well insulated when I say we live in a barn I'm literally telling you we lived in a the barn it was an old barn that got transformed into a house right yep pretty much and you love the house i did and I was complaining about it today and and you were just like I love all the weirdness of our house the intricacies the 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 neat little nooks and the weird things i love our house i don't too.
1: know about all the weirdness there's a lot of things i don't like but I really was just, like what well i don't know the bathroom is really weird which bathroom the kids
0: bathroom the kids bathroom is a that is weird, it's weird. but it's not not to like it's just shapely weird it's weird shape it's got right. a weird shape to it right. but our bathroom you better like that oh
1: i love my bathroom yeah we
0: just we just finished <laughs> that project so yeah that project uh, was fun and it uh, looks a lot better now.
1: It's beautiful.
0: So anyway, the the other little thing, if you're not familiar with South Louisiana, it rains a whole bunch here.
1: Pretty much. Almost daily.
0: Well, so since July, it seems like it has rained every single day to the point where we could not even mow our lawn without getting stuck.
1: Right. For uh, weeks and weeks. I mean, no, right. nobody was cutting grass. Grass was just growing longer Everywhere. everywhere.
0: So the last four days, it hadn't rained. And, of course, this afternoon this evening, uh, we're recording this a little bit later on Monday, but it started raining a little bit. Not too much, but it actually rained. At least I think it wasn't too much. Right. Okay. And and our daughter, Lydia, she was like, it's breaking our drought, our four-day drought. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, our four-day drought. So for all you people out there that... Don't get a lot of rain. Wow, we we get rain all the time. Yeah, we much. we literally live in a in rainforest. A, in a rainforest, it is amazing how much rain we've been getting the last few years. But anyway, so we we've got a lot of the other good thing that happened this weekend, and we're probably boring our listeners now. But the uh, we had our friends come over from Mississippi to do Twa's, do Twa's, and uh, they really helped us with our planning for the upcoming shindig that we're putting on the the family camp that we have in Mississippi at the end of September. Uh, For those that haven't signed up yet, uh, we have, we have some room. We actually have like 10 cabins left or something like that, but we have, they helped us. They're going to help with the kids activities and the, just the, the fun, right? Pretty much. They're, they're young and energetic and they have, Christopher's a small child too. He's like eight. Yeah. And so they're used to that. And, and we're older and don't have that. We can't be everywhere. Right. So yeah. it's a real big help. So Andre, if you're listening, thank you very much. Or Henri. And, yeah, uh,
1: both. They right. were lots of help. They're
0: from South Africa. So they have some... Uh, int- I wish he was on the microphone because we've heard that to have a good podcast, you have to have a foreign sounding accent. And he's got a good one.
1: He does. He's a
0: South African. And Henri is... The same way it's just that it's hard to understand them sometimes but it's cool they're they're fine um, so we got a lot of trips coming up uh, but other than that just regular life going on right
1: yeah pretty much
0: nothing else you want to share tell the people out there we're just gonna bore them today yeah
1: i think we're good
0: okay well we were gonna talk a lot about women today and we kind of pulled that back a bit because once i threatened you were gonna to have to do most of the talking
1: I was good to switch topics.
0: You're like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, well, it's, it's tough for a guy to talk about what women are supposed to do, right? So I was hoping that you would help me out with that a little bit, but uh, I guess not. So no, we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up just a little bit. We'll bring some of that in there. But yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about the church, but this isn't just the institutional church versus the house church. This issue that we're talking about goes across all churches, yeah. and it's kind of disturbing that we just can kind of pack up and leave, go where we want, uh, kind of fulfill our needs, and um, they, it's unfortunate that that is where it is. No matter what kind of style of church that you are doing, doesn't matter if you're very traditional or modern or even an organic house church or whatever you want to call it. People just get up and leave if it doesn't suit their needs. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, hopefully everyone will enjoy that and be blessed by it. But uh, I think that'll be it. Sounds good. All right, let's get out of here, Joshua. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And then when we come back, we got a little little something something for you. Hopefully it'll be fun. But uh, we'll get into our topic in just a minute.
1: You're listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.
0: right, we are back and we're in the studio here with Sarah. Sarah's with us. Hello. Hey, and we are going to be talking a little bit about church. But before we get there, we have a little something that me and Joshua, we were working on and we just thought it'd be a little fun, but hopefully this is not you at all. Hi, welcome to churches. Can I take your order? Uh, yeah, I would like contemporary worship with the side of hymns, but not too many. Um, can I have a hip preacher with sermons that have props? And can I make that sermon short, if you don't mind? Oh, I need four kids programs, definitely that, and two youth group options with no real doctrine, if you don't mind. Yeah, we could do that. Would that be all? Yep, that'll be it. Okay, just pull around to the side of the building, we'll have your order ready. Thank you. All right, if that is you, too bad. That is not good. But uh, yes, and by the way, I did say Sherman's, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I'm not re- recording that again. But uh, we we're just trying to have fun. Unfortunately, we had a little fun with that. But babe, it is—is is that not where the Church of America is today?
1: Yep, sounds pretty accurate. We want to—we
0: want to go up to the drive thru put our order in, and say what church. Is going to please me. Right. Where can I get my needs fulfilled? And that is not very biblical, right? It's not scriptural at all.
1: Not at you, all. You don't
0: go and pick and choose your church. Uh the church originally was very localized, obviously. Right. Now some people might say, well, that was kind of by default, and it was by default. Yeah. Uh the church met in houses and they branched out from house to house. That is obvious. That is an acts, you're gonna find that they what they did is up for debate and that's what this program is about and and some people have emailed me and we've gone back and forth a little bit about about that but where they met was there's no debate they met in homes and uh other other small places like that but i'm not supposed to say that right my uh i have a i have a consultant by the way for for the show. And my consultant keeps reminding me of things I need to work on. And that is one of the things I need to work on is not saying things like that. And so I appreciate that consultant. And I know he's listening. He's probably laughing right now. But (laughs) anyway, back to our topic. Uh, Where were we, by the way?
1: Well, we're talking about how church, when we go to find a church, we want one that fills our needs, whatever it is that we're looking for.
0: Suits our needs. So what is kind of the purpose of church? I know we kind of talked about this previous podcast before, but the the whole purpose of church, first and foremost, is Jesus Christ. Right. right.
1: For his glory.
0: For his glory and his glory alone, and we worship him. We come together as a body praising God. Right. How does that look? By edifying one another. We edify each other, we encourage one another, we bless one another, all these one another verses that we talked about on Sunday. And if you're part of our fellowship, you're gonna hear it again, I'm sorry. But these one another passages are very important for the body of believers. And if you take that out, the body kind of wilts away and dies. And here we have in America, so many different kinds of churches, so many denominations, and we can pick and choose what pleases us instead of us finding our gifts that we can bless the church with. And we just go and look for what we want. What, what fits my needs? I have uh, small children. Do they have a nursery? Right. You know, do I have a youth group? Do I have a cool youth group? Do they have a boring youth group? I don't Uh, know who wants a boring one, but.
1: Yeah, not so sure about that. (laughs) But like when, when their meetings are, whether they meet early or later, what kind of options they have, whether it's more modern or whether it's, you know, all those things are what we look at programs for our young people that they can be involved in. We, we look for all of those things. And if it doesn't have what we want, we tend to keep looking.
0: Right. Right. So our mentality then turns into, is it good for me? And is it all about me? Right. Me, 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 me. What can I get out of church? Have you heard that many, many times? Oh, many. <laughs> I, well, actually, I don't hear that. I hear the opposite. I'm not getting anything out right. of church.
1: Well, okay, yeah. This
0: church isn't doing anything for me, so I'm out of here. Right. The, the, the As Tim Hawkins put it, it, if you don't know who Tim Hawkins is, he's a Christian comedian, and there was a, a bit that he did where uh, when church people get together, they talk about if the if the preaching's good, that usually means the music isn't very good. And if the music is good, that usually means the preaching isn't good. And if they say, "Well, my church, they just don't, they don't judge me." Well, then you're at a bar. And <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, but that is kind of the truth that we we go and search and be like, "Well, this music doesn't suit me. Uh, the preaching style doesn't suit me. Right. It, it's it's it turns inward, all about me." It's yeah. not very biblical, is it? Not at all. No. We are supposed to be others-minded. Uh, my, Our church is not perfect by any stretch. Uh, right. We have people with different beliefs and different ideas of how church is supposed to be at times. And But we are to be givers, not takers.
1: Right. We go to church to give something, not to get something. Well, now,
0: what you just said there is kind of revolutionary. You want to explain that a little bit? Because what you said, we go to church to give and not to take something or get something out of it
1: well at least in my thinking from looking at scripture we go to church to edify one another to do all of the verses that talk about what you do for one another so it's not about going to hear a good sermon or going to get my weekly feeding or anything like that i'm actually going to see what i can give so there's preparation there's looking around and thinking about how can i encourage somebody else or challenge somebody else in their walk
0: right right so if you have the mentality of going to get something out that is where that this is kind of the crux of what we what we've been talking about for the last i don't know 10 12 weeks and we keep harping on the the, the house church and, and let me let me make something straight real quick. Let me tell you something. Uh-oh. <laughs> Usually when you say that, there is there is just because you do a house church does not make you make make you do church right. There well, are so many bad house churches out there. Uh, what house church does is create an environment of anything goes. Right. And that is not what we're promoting. We are promoting order, we're promoting leadership. I, there's so many people that are part of the house church don't, that they don't believe in any sort of leadership. Now, my idea of leadership may be different than the regular church, the institutional style church's leadership, but I believe in leadership. Right. There, there is a leadership structure in the New Testament church. The, there is structure in the New Testament church. There are things that God likes order, Absolutely. There is order to his church. And I see a lot of these, I'm on these boards sometimes with these house church boards, and, and I see a lot of chaos at times where just like, we don't want any leaders. They, 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 they're afraid of any kind of control, and I can appreciate that. But let me tell you something, you're, you're not really a legitimate church. And I, I noticed one was talking today, like, how, how long have you guys been meeting together? Not many have met together for that long. Yeah. Our, our little fellowship has had a little changes throughout the years, but we've been doing this for 20 years and the people we're still in fellowship with from 20 years ago yep. and maybe not as much as we would like because they're, they're kind of an hour and a half away, but we are in fellowship with the same people. We, we like to think that we're growing with them and we're committed one to another. to each other this is the new testament style church now just because you meet in a house and you're doing something different than the quote-unquote institutional style church does not make you correct you're not necessarily doing things right you can be meeting in a house with the one man ruling over everybody right you could be meeting in your house and doing everything wrong and not doing the one another so you could still just be having an, an entertainment style church where You have a passive audience watching the show and and i know we keep saying that and people kind of are offended by that like oh you say the show and i'm like well honestly that's what it is you are you have the man performing or the group the music group performing and yes we're worshiping but they are performing everyone else has to follow they don't they can't participate in and choosing what is going to be sung or anything They have, you have a preacher gets up and preach. No one else can question him. No one else can participate. No one else can add to it. No one else can uh, have another teaching or anything. No, no, no. It's all pre-programmed. And so I called a show basically. Now, if you're offended by that, I'm sorry, but that is what it is. It's a show Whereas in a house church style does indicate that there is more interactive going back and forth, right? Should be. Right.
1: That's, that's the goal at least.
0: So what started this discussion about, oh, this topic, like, what do I get from this is usually with women. Mm. Yeah. And why do I say that? Because of, uh, they're the ones that generally take care of the little babies.
1: Right. Well, I've had a number of women ask me what I, what they can do because in a a house church like ours, we don't have a nursery, we don't have children's nope. church, kids nope. programs. So then they're like, "Well, if I come, then how am I going to get something out of it? Like the the meeting's kind of pointless for me because I got to go nurse the baby or I got to go deal right. with little kids." And we dealt with that for many years.
0: So that that's the that's the slow slide into this topic is they they didn't get anything out of it. what's the point? I'm not getting anything out. And right. in in our church, we 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 hold the scripture very strictly and very literally. And so there are some passages that talk about uh ladies remaining silent and so the actual meeting part where there's teaching and and going back and forth they remain silent for the most part now we have some ladies that will make a comment here and there and we don't shut them down and and like you cannot say anything i mean look they, they have to live their convictions too but in general they remain silent in that that period of time when we're discussing back and forth now there is, that we have a special se- segment of our day where we dedicate that time for the brothers to get out and, and share and right. what's going on in their lives. But throughout the day, we, our church meetings can last six, seven hours.
1: Right. Well, not the actual meeting part, right. but the time when everybody's gathered.
0: Right. The gathering. And we eat together, we fellowship together up outside of that. And the women have plenty of time to talk and sure. be encouraged and bless one another and be a part of the conversations, which they have started many good conversations.
1: Lots of them, but people do tend to put the actual meeting when you're going to be teaching doctrine or things like that above all else. And so sometimes women will have a problem with that because they can't be there for the meeting.
0: Right, or they can't participate for one reason or another. And so they say, I don't get anything out of this. It's just for the men and i said trust me I don't we don't really get much from the men either but uh, it's kind of a joke but the the so they feel like i'm not getting anything out of this so what's my answer to this babe you don't know no actually you do know
1: well for one, the whole idea of I can't get anything out of this is a wrong thinking altogether. That's backwards thinking that it doesn't come from Scripture because the actual meeting, its you're not going to get something because according to 1 Corinthians 14, when we get together, each one has um, a, a song, psalm, a word, and- um, something to share. So it's, it's multiple people giving, not just one person like you've been talking about for weeks.
0: Right. It's not one person that's gifted with all the gifts. Right. This is a priesthood of believers, and we're coming together, blessing one another. Now, let me answer that little concern. And, and look, people are going to disagree me disagree with me about the women remaining silent. I get that. You know where I get most of this from? The, it's funny. The house church movement is very liberal at times. Sometimes it's very conservative, and they go literally by scripture. And then sometimes they're just like I said, it's a free for all. But it, what I think is funny is when the institutional ladies complain about this. I'm like, <laughs> dude, everyone is They're... passive and everyone is silent. Right. All the guys, all the ladies, all the kids, everyone is silent. Yeah. And uh, the only one allowed to speak is the, the preacher, whoever's on the, at the podium right. or leading worship. They're the only ones speaking, unless maybe you did announcements. That's special. <laughs> but everyone else is silent. The whole church is silent. So that's funny, them complaining that women should speak in church. I'm like, no one is speaking in church. Right. So the the only argument is with, within the house church movement, uh, there is a legitimate argument there. And I've heard it all, so you're not going to convince me, but you can email me at talk at org if you would like. But it's fine. So here, here's my answer, though. I, I feel like there's ladies that feel like they need something to say they want to participate because they have a voice they want to they want to use their gift which is kind of legitimate right sure but i would say you know what you my wife have 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 honored my request and you have not spoken unless i asked you to actually say something and
1: it's actually not that hard for me though to be quiet
0: yes yeah you're very shy and and so you don't really talk but yet your voice is heard in our meeting many times. Now, right. what do I mean by that?
1: It means that we talk a whole lot. So we have conversations all through the week. And right. oftentimes in our meeting, when I'm supposed to be silent, you'll start sharing. And many times things that we've talked about and things I've brought up or shared, you'll you'll bring to the meeting.
0: Absolutely. So my encouragement would be dudes, dudes, buddy, or whatever you want to call it. Guy, yeah. come on, man. You guys out there, you need to step up to the plate a little bit. The whole point of the church is that you are supposed to be living this at home first and foremost, right? Yeah. This is a Christianity that first starts in the heart. And this the, your relationship with God first starts in the heart level. And you are at home, with your wife and your kids, you live it at home. And I'm not talking about like having church at home or having devotionals with your kids. And that's great. I mean, you can do that. But I'm saying you have to live your Christianity at home, which means talk to your wife. Live with her with knowledge and and understand what she is and understand that she's a human and she's a person she has thoughts she has gifts she has talents she has things that she's been thinking and praying about and actually they're pretty good sometimes that you've helped me out throughout the years on things that i'm thinking about and you're like well what about this and i'm like that's good i like that and so i use it and sometimes i give you credit and sometimes i don't and so i feel like sometimes ladies are like the holy spirit in a certain way i know you just gave me those eyes like what <laughs> But what do I mean by that? It's like, so the Holy Spirit doesn't take glory for himself. Mm. He's a helper. And, mm. and like women are to be a helpmeet to their husbands. And I know, oh boy, I just got a whole bunch of <laughs> bad uh, emails coming my way here. But they are a helpmeet to their husbands. And they don't get the glory necessarily. They're, they're kind of in the background. And that is the Holy Spirit's job is not to get the glory. And to be that comfort, that be that helper, and you know, a lot of ladies, they 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 want to be at the forefront. They want to be seen. They want to take over. Right. You know why they want to take over? Because the guys aren't doing their job. So that's why I'm saying, guys, step up to the plate. You need to to live your Christianity at home. I'm not saying lord it over your wife and your kids and be the bully in the house, man. Understand your wife, listen to her. Man, there's a shock, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: I think one of the biggest problems in marriages is, is guys don't listen. And I know there's big jokes out there about guys not listening, but it's true. Yeah. I'm not just talking about actually physically listening, I'm talking about
1: paying attention. You actually know what she's saying.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and know that she knows right. what you're saying that you can like, Hey, and you,
1: respond, have a conversation, me. talk about it, not just listen to it.
0: Yes. And actually give her credit and be like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I like right. that. Right. And we do that very often. Now I know that might make us weird. I assume that a lot of guys do that, but as I've been talking to a lot of couples, guys don't do that. Guys get over yourself. Step up to the plate. This is the woman that you love, supposedly. You know, you you Should. wooed her, you you talked to her when you were dating, courting, whatever you did, and at some point along the line, you just internalized it and didn't want to talk to her. Maybe you're like, well, she doesn't want to listen. She doesn't submit to me. Well, too bad. It doesn't. The scriptures don't say love your wife uh, and and dwell with her according to knowledge only if she submits to you. Right she tell the bible is talking to you to give yourself and and be Christ to her as like Christ is to the church yeah. and in that way so you give of yourself that is being a leader is to give of yourself and to understand this blessing that God has given you i mean when when adam and eve was eve was a was a gift and he didn't right. just say, oh, great, I got a slave now. It's not about <laughs> being a slave. No, 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 no. Yes, she is there to help. But you help me do the things that I need to do and to bless other families. You, you do a lot of things that I cannot do. You, you're more forbearing than I am. Mm. And uh, you're more comforting than I am. Yeah, I guess so. You're a lot of other <laughs> things than I am. You, you have a better voice than I do on the radio, I guess. Oh, uh, whatever. Everybody likes your voice. So that that's, that'd be the first thing I would say is, guys, step up to the plate, do your job at home. If you are feeding your family at home, see, this is the other problem: is people come to church expecting to be fed.
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: you try to eat once a week and see what happens.
1: That doesn't work so well.
0: If you're trying to lose weight, it might work. Right. But uh, we want we want fat Christians. No, not really. But we want spiritually mature christians and it starts at home they do their job at home they they love their wives they love their kids they're studying the scriptures they're talking about it when they rise up when they go down uh yep. our kids are doing the bible be right now the, the bible is being read in our house non-stop it's being quoted actually okay non-stop and uh that's wonderful That's a good thing to do but uh what was i saying i get distracted pretty easily
1: You were just telling the guys to step up.
0: Oh, yeah. Step up, dudes.
1: But I will say on that, there is, even though we practice women being silent during the meeting part, women do play a big part in the church and in the body. Um, Like according to Titus 2, where it talks about women should teach the younger women. Sure. Sure and that happens every week in our church that every happens week. you know as we're washing dishes as we're cleaning up as the kids are playing in front of us or we're, we're doing something with them but we have many conversations about marriage and family and how you know how to raise our kids and how can we do this better we have problems with maybe attitude and what what could we do about that so there's many teaching opportunities that happen so i mean i feel like even though i don't speak in church there's plenty of teaching that's going on all throughout the day.
0: Absolutely. It's not like Sunday, you guys don't talk. I right. don't know <laughs> of, a, of a, a woman in the world. When women get together, they won't talk all day. I mean, that's impossible. Uh, okay, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> so
1: Everybody likes to talk.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that joke I told Jeremiah the other day where I said, you know, um, I saw this on Facebook somewhere and it said, my wife says she missed me, and normally that would be a good thing. Except for she's reloading. Oh. <laughs> I didn't tell you that one. Evidently, no. <laughs> so, I thought that was kind of funny, but not true in our house. Uh, no. So, guys, it, it is a it is incumbent on fellas. They are the leaders in the home, whether you believe that or not. It's irrelevant. It's true, guys. God has an order, and He has placed guys, men, in charge. And by the way, when it says wives submit to your own husbands let me tell you something I don't want to go off on anything here but let me tell you something i am so sick and tired of men like telling ladies they need to submit to men it does not say that it does right. not say that. So this church authority thing where the pastor, you have to submit to me because I'm a man, and it says to submit under church elders. No, 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 no. The church authority does not supersede the husband's authority. It right. does not say that. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 3, that's what it is. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God it doesn't say the head of the woman is the church or the church leadership it says it is the man now when we as we know like in first Peter 3: 7 it says likewise you uh, actually not that one but the the husbands dwell with them according to the lodge given honor unto the the wife there you go given honor to the weaker vessel now, you're not the weaker vessel in that way but being heirs together the grace of life your prayers be not hindered Ephesians 5 2. 22 and 23, it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband and unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. You're not supposed to just submit to any man. Right. You are supposed to submit to Christ and me. Yep. That is it. Yep. That is it. Well, submit one to another. There's that verse that we were reading yesterday. We submit one to another. But your duty is to submit to me only, not to mankind. Right. <laughs> right, right. Make that straight. So some guys got that mixed up, and they try to control all women. Like it's not your your job to control all women. Your, it's your job, not even to control your wife. It's, it's just to have uh, to, your job is to, to love your wife.
1: Well, not even to tell your wife to submit. Like her job is to submit, but it's not for you to tell me. Yeah, that
0: was kind of I when when I learned that it was kind of shocking. Not that I've ever told you to submit in a serious way. Right. And uh, sometimes I joke it, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's. It's in Ephesians when it's talking about that, it's going through the long list there of husbands love, wives submit, children obey. Right. And in that regard, there, when he says husbands, it is talking to husbands. Wife, woman, it is not your duty to point out to the husband his duties. Right. And say, you're supposed to love me as Christ loved the church. And guy, dude, uh, fella, It is not your duty. the the next verse says wives submit yourselves to your own husbands. It is, it is for the wives. It is their duty to obey God, not for you to tell her to obey you. And so you got to submit, uh, the children, that's where it kind of breaks down We're to tell the children to obey us. Right. Yeah. Well, we got to teach them (laughs) what (laughs) to do, (laughs) but no, the children too, they're supposed to obey us because it is what, what God would want us to do. And I'll restrain a little bit from our original topic, uh, going back to what is the whole purpose? that we come to get or to come to give right and if i'm a giver i want to give uh blessings away i want to give something that i brought so that's where i was going earlier so okay we we, we took a long detour we did so the whole point the church so the family you, you're doing what you're doing in your family do what you do. I don't know what you do. Devotions, or you, you do a, a go through the Bible in a year type thing. You sit down and have Bible reading time. Whatever you do, I'm not suggesting one over the other. You, you, right. you, every family's a little different. Yep. but hopefully you're doing something. Talk about the Bible. Talk about God. That is your life. So talk about it. And whatever you're doing that week should come out for church, right in, in you a should, meeting.
1: You should come with something to give to others.
0: Whether it's a prayer? Whether it's a song, yeah. whether it's a teaching, whether it's a revelation, whatever, it's a, just a comment. You know, sometimes sometimes we get in that mode of church and we have to, it sounded like my intro there, it did. church, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we get in that mode of church where you have to bring a teaching. We have to have a half hour teaching. And I try to keep telling the fellas, no, 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 it doesn't always have to be that way. You could just read Psalm 2. If God, you know, you were reading Psalm 2 this this week and you're like, you know what? It really impressed something on me. I'm going to read it and see if anybody has any other comments on it. Or maybe you have a five-minute little daily bread type thing. You know, just, (laughs) hey, man, I was just reading this, and my family was going through Colossians. And when it talks about circumcision of the heart, man, that was just really... Got to my heart, man, and it could be a five minute thing. It doesn't have to be this half hour to forty five minute sermon. We we got to get away from sermons, right. and 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 so if we are taking what we're doing at home and we bring that to the church, which includes so think about it. I remember one of our uh, little elders—I shouldn't say little elders—one of our elders a long time ago pointed this out, and it kind of kind of rebuked us a little bit that the ladies spend all this time preparing the food
1: lots, was, lots of time
0: lots of time preparing food for a meal because we eat a meal together and it's it's a celebration we have a lot of food and it's uh people the ladies like to show off their cooking skills sometimes sometimes
1: sometimes <laughs>
0: and uh they take a lot of time preparing cleaning the house and getting it ready um uh, they're not the only ones we help clean up too but it's mainly
1: there's, there's a lot of preparation that goes into I mean, at least hours of work that goes into having church here every week.
0: Sure. And and we don't take that for granted. But as he pointed out, the ladies spend hours doing that. Guys, how many hours do you spend preparing to bring something to the meeting? Right. Anything, just yeah. something. And I was like, ouch, that hurts. That's, mm-hmm. that's tough. That's good, though. That's good. We need to hear that. And uh, I wasn't afraid to share anything. <laughs> I was pretty young at the time, but... I had to be told to chill out a little bit, but uh, but no, the the point still remains that if that if you're if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at home, you bring that to give, or okay. like just like you would bring food to share. What are you sharing with the body of Christ to edify them, to bless them, to all those one another verses that we're going to talk about? Maybe I don't know. Well,
1: I think that's that's where the contrast is between mega churches and some of your big churches is that we just go to get and we rate the show and decide whether or not we like the way right? it, it is. And if we don't, we move on. Or if we like it, we stay there. But in house churching, we don't, we shouldn't at least go to see what we can get for ourselves. Right. We go to give. And if, if you find that your meeting is dead and boring, you might need to look in the mirror and find out where, where you are. And if it's not very spiritual or there's not enough prayer, it's like, well, we each play a part in this. So we Well, can, that's the we problem right something.
0: there. That is, that's why I really like the house church model. And we can discuss all the finer points of it. And not every house church is the same. But the house church model is challenging in that I really have to live out my Christianity. I can hide myself in a mega church and go sit in the back row and just, get on my phone and be like, oh, I, I put in my time clock into church. That is not what the Bible teaches. We are to be involved in one another's lives. You know, you had those old country churches 150 years ago that they knew each other very well, You know, even though they had a one-man pastor, you know, right. like the little house on the prairie kind of ideal thing, but they would have church on the grounds. They would have picnics together. They knew their community very well. They, they were involved in each other's lives. We have lost that. That That is gone in, in most churches. Now, some churches may still try to do that. They're usually 80 years old and have known each other forever. But for the most part, that is gone. And that is the problem is that yeah, if you don't like your church, do something about it. Right. The problem is you. Yeah. You're not praying. You're not seeking God. You're not worshiping. You're not. What is the thing you don't like? Then do it. Right. You know, Absolutely. It, the, the answer is right in front of you. Look in the mirror. Now I understand the institutional church, that's a little harder to change. But if you're trying to do church biblically speaking and a New Testament style, then the answer is right there. Right. And that's tough sometimes because when we look around and there's nothing going on, be like, I mm-hmm. we we've had we all had bad weeks. What's going on? Right. You know, is it that bad?
1: Or even in the conversations afterwards, sometimes, you know, I know throughout the years, we've had times where we felt like our conversations aren't really edifying. Right. They're just kind of...
0: Talking about the saints.
1: Yeah, just kind of yeah. going nowhere. But it's like, okay, well, we can do something about that. We when can. I talk about
0: the saints, I'm not talking about like Catholic saints. <laughs> right. I'm talking about the New Orleans saints.
1: <laughs> right, but we, we have an opportunity to to spur people on to love and good works and to say, Hey, what, you know, what about this scripture? I was reading this, or, you know, oftentimes people come and say that they were um, witnessing to people. And so then it's like, Oh wow. It kind of makes me remember that's, that's right. We should be doing more of that. So when you have conversations like that, it really helps to edify each other. And that's what the whole point of getting together for church is.
0: Right. Absolutely so uh let us take a little break here joshua when we come back we'll cover a couple of little things but uh let's let's go ahead and take a little break i need to take a drink of water real quick so uh, we'll get out of here real quick and we'll be right back
1: the mike charleston podcast
0: Hey, thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, then email us at talk at org. That's talk at org, And you can just leave a comment, question, whatever you would like to do, participate. If you disagree with us, that's good too. We've had plenty of people do that, but go ahead and email us at talk at org. Thank you very much. All right, we are back. And we are going to finish this off. We don't have any emails. This actually, we do have an email. I still have to respond to this guy. I don't think it's for the the uh, show. He did. He was just. He's been going back and forth with me about the church and money thing, and uh, it's been good. He's he's been very gracious. We obviously disagree, but he's making his points, and I can appreciate. it. I like that. That's what I enjoy. I, I enjoy the the back and forth. I don't get worked up when people disagree with me, do I?
1: Oh, no, not really. You, you enjoy the conversation.
0: I get worked up, but I'm not mad. Right. I don't get upset. I fellowship with plenty of people that disagree with me. I kind of expect that back, but that doesn't happen. Not always. <laughs> no. People get mad and they leave. And I'm like, hey man, I do unto others, man. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, so back to our subject at hand. And this, we'll be here just a little bit longer, but not too long. Um, so what were we talking about? You like to get me back on track.
1: We were talking about why we meet and we come to give and not to get, and I feel like I you don't know with all the the podcasts that you've done. I feel like to me the the biggest deal of why we house church and why you know what this is all about, why it's so important, is because I feel like we've really missed it. As you know, the the big churches they totally missed the reason why we gather and what 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 the purpose is, and the purpose is so that we leave edified and encouraged. And It's not about just what we can get, but we we should be going to give something of ourselves,
0: right? The big church, the institutional style church will say, well, the purpose is to worship God and that's good. I sure. mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm awful worshiping God, but then they have the pastor. They, they think, well, he is the one to feed the flock, right? That's nonsense. Yeah. Jesus is the one who feeds us and I do that daily. I don't go to a pastor or sermon to get fed once a week or even twice a week on a Wednesday Sunday scenario. Right. I go to Christ Jesus every day. I worship Him every day, and I go to His Word and I pray and I discuss these things with my family daily. Right, that is a daily walk. It's it's something that I wake up, I breathe in, I breathe out. His presence. I am always aware of of him and what he's done for me, his, his life, his death, his burial, his burial and his resurrection is constantly in my mind. And I am so aware of that. It, it consumes every thought, every action, every decision that I make is filtered through that. Right. And yeah. it, it's a wonderful life to, right. to be a Christian. It is. And it needs to be shown to others. Now, right. when we say others, obviously we're not just talking about evangelism. But right. that, that would be nice.
1: Well, I mean, that's good too, but <laughs> right. we're talking about church and when we actually gather, what, what this is about.
0: And that's the other thing I think the institutionals got, institutional church has gotten wrong is that church is to get people saved. And church uh-huh. is for believers. Right. Church is first and foremost for believers, for edification of the body of Christ. So they can do what? So
1: they can go out and reach the lost and dying world with the gospel.
0: Right. It's not just the pastor's job. It's not just the evangelist's job. Right. Even though he might l- love to do it, it is everybody's job to do these things. Right. And if you, if you, I know we talked about earlier, and I don't want to get back on this, Jack, but uh, if you are relying on the people who are paid a salary to do this, The people will sit back and do nothing because it's not their job. It takes a very mature group of people to be like, Well, it's our job and whether we get paid or not. And it's it's very difficult. But it is all of our jobs to do this.
1: Right. Well, so when we go to church or to a meeting or whatever you want to call it, we should be going with the idea that we wanna look to give. We wanna look for opportunities, whether it's we are givers. Whether it's, you know, to just somebody who, you know, has a need or just to share things that maybe God's been doing in your life in hopes that you'll encourage them to do the same.
0: Now, yesterday during our church meeting, I was talking about the Greek word alelon. I don't really care about Greek words per se. I have an English, I speak English, I don't speak Greek, but the, the term alelon is a very interesting one. It is not a word, it's It's a phrase, basically, in English. Right. And it means what? It means one another. The one another. And when we say the one another verses in the Bible, all these one another, there's there's over a hundred times where the one another phrase is in the New Testament. Right. And these are wonderful passages. Most of them, or not most of them, uh, the majority of them are love one another. So start right, right there, and that'll cover the rest, right? Right. If you can get that down, but you wrote down just some that stuck out to you, right?
1: I did. I have Romans thirteen eight. We have love one another, which you just mentioned,
0: right? There's a whole bunch of those. A whole
1: bunch. Um, Romans fifteen fourteen says to admonish one another. First Corinthians twelve twenty five care for one another.
0: Care for one another. How can you do that?
1: Well, if you don't know people, or it's hard, double, to, do that. It's hard to know how to care for well, somebody. Well, in the
0: institutional church, we kind of leave that up to the programs to care for people. Right. We give money to a program so that they have a, a minister or a lay person, it doesn't matter, who's in charge of the, what program? I don't know what you call it anymore. Um, help the needy. Right. Uh, I mean, it could be a lot of different the things. The widows thing. I, someone who is struggling, right. they'll help right. care for them.
1: Yep. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be, though. No. We should all be caring for each other. Absolutely. Um, then Gal- Galatians 5.13, serve one another.
0: Serve one another. Wow.
1: Galatians six two, bear one another's burdens.
0: That's a tough one.
1: Which also helps if you know what the burdens are.
0: Right. I know in the institutional church that we grew up in, uh, I didn't have to worry about bearing anybody's burdens, honestly. We would mm-hmm. go up to the altar, and we believed in... Uh, deliverance. <laughs> and <laughs> we would figure, you You know, I don't necessarily believe that now, but that was the kind of church we grew up in. And you go down and we believe that you can just cast out your sin problems. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yes. So they would come down to the altar. And so I would know you had issues, but the burden really wasn't on me. But in relationship style church, when you have a relationship, and which you can do in an institutional church, you can have relationships with these people. If you've been in a church for a while, you know these people. Right. And sometimes they open up, yep. and you get to know them. You can bear their burdens. And we're talking about marriage issues, children issues, children hating their parents, parents hating their children, right. job issues, losing a job, losing a house.
1: Losing a spouse.
0: Death, yes. Death. All these things are burdens that are tough to carry alone right and the pastor surely can't carry all of them that <laughs> no. is ridiculous right so it is incumbent on us to all bear one another's burdens it is a one another command that we bear one another's burdens
1: right um ephesians 4 2 for one another
0: oh yeah <laughs> I, I i've been told that i am what what did what did, what did he say that i was it was I thought tolerant i was the most tolerant right Christian you'd ever met. I was like, do you know me? (laughs) (laughs) But I could see what he was saying because I I know I can talk big on the podcast and, and I do preach what I believe. But the one thing that I think people do like about me is that I do love people and that I do forbear and I and make very accepting whether you disagree with me or not some people find it amazing that i can do that but honestly i do care i do love people and i don't care if you do agree with me or disagree with me. i'm still gonna when it's my turn to preach or tell the truth or whatever i am going to say what i believe right. so on a podcast i'm going to tell you what i believe uh, but when you're face to face with me i care I want to bear your burden, I want to understand you, I want to understand where you're coming from, I want to forbear and I want to bear with you a little bit longer. And some people have a problem with forbearing and we are to forbear one another. In an institutional style church, what we do, is just go to the other side of the church, and we don't right. have to deal with those people. We can just
1: avoid those people. Avoid yeah. them. Yeah.
0: It doesn't say avoid one another.
1: No, I didn't find that one in there at all. <laughs> um, Ephesians 4.32, be kind one to another, forgiving one another. Ooh, forgiving. Also something a lot of people struggle with.
0: Yes. Forgiving one another is a tough one. Right. But how, how so how would that work? This is a problem in any church. I don't care if you're institutional, house, right. uh, organic, well, you name whatever kind of church you are um and let me just throw this in here don't let me forget this thought here but let me throw this in here let me say one thing thing here real quick uh there are some people that get frustrated with church and they're just like i'm done and they don't do anything they just stay at home right you're not doing anybody any good you're the most selfish person out there you at least someone going to a church they may try to bless someone in an institutional style church it's 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 hard but at least during the fellowship time, afterward, maybe they can bless someone in a house church. You're trying to bless someone. There's there's difficult people. But if you've just given up and you sit at home, you're not blessing anybody but yourself. And that is very selfish. Right. Anyway, what was I saying?
1: Um, we were talking about forgiving one another.
0: So speaking of forgiving. <laughs> so so I, I come across as harsh, Jack, but uh, <laughs> but uh, my consultant may, may correct me here, but I don't know. Um, forgiving one another. You, in a relationship style church, you get to know each other pretty good. Right. And there are times you can offend one another. Right. Lots and of
1: opportunity to forgive.
0: You can bite and devour one another. That was the negative one yeah, another.
1: I, did. I didn't put any negative. I just right. went for all the positive.
0: And so it is incumbent on us because Christ has forgiven us. Right. That we forgive others. It is imperative to forgive one another. Anyway, yep. Go ahead.
1: First um, Thessalonians 4.18 says comfort one another, huh. and then First Timothy 5.21, prefer one another. Oh,
0: prefer. You yeah. know what that means.
1: Yeah, I know what that means. That's tough. Oh. <laughs> that's, I, I put your needs ahead of mine and your wants ahead of mine. I thought about that when I read that. If um, husbands and wives did that, we'd have a lot fewer marriage problems.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like we can forget about the church right now. Can we even do that in our marriages? Right. I mean, once again, if we just start the one another's, once again, let's break it down personally, uh, husband, wife, if you're listening, a husband, especially the guy you're, you're the leader, pay attention here. All these one another, go look up all these one another's in the Bible. There's over a hundred of them. Uh, some of them are in the, 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 same verse, but look up these one another verses and try to do those on your wife. Do that first yeah imagine that this will be revolutionary to to your relationship with your wife so forget about the church at this point just start with your wife
1: do it with the people you live with even siblings anybody in your home or anybody you have a problem with right in any kind of relationship if you start doing these all of these one another's you're going to find that the problems go away
0: it's amazing god's word doesn't is it works right and my voice my my throat kind of <laughs> got a little sore throat so I'm, I'm squeaking a little bit more but the 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 idea that if we can get this right at home first and foremost let's just make sure me and my wife's relationship you and your husband's relationship whoever you are right then your kids start doing the one another's with your kids and like you'll be amazed that wow if I put their needs ahead of mine like well what about forget about what about what about just try it then you can bring that to church and well, what about that jerk over there it doesn't matter yeah christ loved us we weren't lovable christ forgave us we didn't deserve it right our example is christ so do those one another's try to do those one another's it'll change your life it'll change your marriage first and foremost you can't necessarily control the church the the church is is what it is right right it'll kind of take care of itself but on the smallest level, do it with your wife. To try the one another's with your wife and your husband. Right. Just try those. All those hundred verses. Go go through. Do a Bible study with your wife. Wife, encourage your husband. Let's do a Bible study on the one another's. And sit down and write them all out, or actually get on the computer and just type in one another and right. boom, it's right there. It's really all easy. the verses, <laughs> and just read through them and s- commit that I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to love. I'm going to try to comfort when when your wife's not having a good day. Comfort her. Uh, What does that look like? Well, try. (laughs) You know, try to comfort. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your life. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Because God's word is true.
1: But going back to the whole idea of all of this, the... The idea of going to church to get or to give when we talk about giving it is all of these one another's right if we, if we do those things that's what we should go to do not to hear a good sermon or see a good show it's actually let's try to do some of these because that's why we meet together
0: right and not and like a good sermon more than uh, as much as the next guy but that's not the point right. of the meeting right. and and once again I know I'm going to harp on this because our, our big thing, I like, to, I like to talk about the church, but more importantly, I like to talk about marriage and family and doctrine and, and Christ. Right. The church is just a nice place to start because it's a, it's a thing. and we can do, It'll get people riled up. But I love talking about Christ first and foremost, and I love talking about marriage and, 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 and family because the devil is attacking there big time. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this this will this this will work for your marriage. It, the same attitude that you have with with church, I come to give. If you have that same attitude with your whole life, no matter what it is, whether it's work, if I come to give instead of get, well, I'm, I've, I've come to get a paycheck. Well, then you'll be just a worker. But if you come to give, you'll be a blessing to others. If you get in your marriage, if you come to get. And you'll, you'll have marriage problems and you might end up divorced because you're coming to get something. And you shouldn't come to marriage to get anything. Now, maybe when you were 18, you did. But, right. buddy, let me tell you something. it'll hit you. Life will hit you right between the eyes. And you need to grow up quickly and love that woman that you're married to and put her first and prefer her needs. Prefer, uh, comfort her, love her bless her do all these one another verses look them up and experiment with her it'll she'll be like wow is this a new husband (laughs) i have you know it'll be exciting so that same attitude it's all about the attitude do i come to get and the christian life is not one of selfishness right right just
1: just the opposite
0: be a giver right so anyway i hope everyone enjoyed this do you have anything else you want to finish off
1: I think we pretty well covered it. Okay. You look like
0: you had something else you wanted to say. Um, You know, you did a good job. People like to hear you. I can go on and on. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been fun. Anytime I can do a podcast with with my wife, it's it's my favorite time because this is what we do daily, right?
1: Just not on a microphone.
0: I know. That is kind of weird. (laughs) We should just sit in our room sometime. We like to sit in our bed and just talk and uh, maybe we should practice with a microphone be like hey babe (laughs) that's weird so all right well I, i hope you guys enjoyed this uh until next week we will see you later thank you very much
1: you've been listening to the mike charleston podcast